Good morning, everybody, and welcome. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, and 88 right across Australia. You're with Lyle and... Mon for the Breakfast Show. And we have an amazing programming coming out for you today. All kinds of exciting things to talk about. But first of all, we need to remind you that you are... Listening to the delayed broadcast. But don't worry, you can actually fix this right now. You can listen to the live show. All you've got to do is... Go to faithfm.com.au or even better still... Download the TuneIn app, which is free to download. Just go to your... Um, what is it called these days? iTunes? Go to your App Store. App Store, App Store. App Store. I'm getting kind of old. And you can download it. And all you're going to do is search for Faith FM Australia. And you can listen to us live. We do all kinds of great things live. We What do we do live? We have quizzes. We have questions of the day. We talk to people. We give away free prizes, free gifts. We you raise can money for charity. You, we raise money for charity. You can be on the show. You can call in live. It's so much, much more, more exciting. Yeah, it's much better. Much better and interactive. And you're welcome to join us every morning on the live show so download the app and you'll be right on your way now we've got coming up in today's show we have a story about um earthquakes in Papua New Guinea which just don't keep just keep not stopping yeah we have something that was lost and now is found and I kind of wish that I had found it but I didn't so never mind and it's a good honesty story. <laughs> it is an honesty story and it kind of shames me because I don't know that I would have been that honest with a bag of diamonds. But <laughs> And you have a story about a museum. A I museum do. A museum of kindness. A museum of kindness. Really hoping it'll come to Australia soon, actually. It's been travelling around the world for a few years and I'm hoping it's headed down under. So enjoy the programming. Of course, we have amazing music and Neil Thompson. And we and have a special guest today. And yes. a special guest. Yes, David's going to be here. So stay right with us. He's Josh Cunningham. Follow your heart is what they say. I know that if I do, I'll be following something I can't know. Deceitful and untrue. I couldn't love you if I tried. I couldn't find a way. Unless my heart is led by God, I'll only go astray If we wanna be one heart, one flesh, one instead of two There's gotta be three cords woven, God and me and you If our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes Only then can we say I love you God is love, He gives to us a priceless gift that's free He gave Himself, He gave His all unconditionally I wanna love You like He does, Lord, give me eyes to see The only way I can is if You live inside of me If we wanna be one heart, one flesh, one instead of two there's gotta be three cords woven, God and me and you. If our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes, only then can we say I love you. Well, love is kind, love never fails, it ain't boastful, proud or rude. Bears all things, believes all things, 
rejoices in the truth Love will never seek her own Love's patient, love endures And if we want love like that Is what we'll have to do If we wanna be one heart, one flesh One instead of two There's gotta be three cords woven God and me and you listening to Josh Cunningham three chords here on Faith FM and Monica it's time for the quiz what is our quiz question for today look it is Friday so I have tried to make it a bit easier for us all singers we're heading towards the weekend and our brains are turning mushy I was about to say you're about to say our brains are turning mushy and then you said it yeah that's right okay so this is have you had a long week well, I'm going to have to work with you. It's always a long week. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. So it's a who am I quiz. Right. The first clue is, while in prison, I sent two men to Jesus to inquire if he really was the Messiah. Yeah, I know that one. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. I don't care that you know this one because I'm about to hit you with a really hard question. Ooh. But for those of you who know the quiz, you can call us up on 1-800-FAITH-FM or you can text us on 0491-064-669. Jump on our Facebook on Faith FM Australia. Just get in touch with us. We'll send you some free CDs. Absolutely. Some Melissa Otto. Let me try that again. I told you it was Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you got a mushy tongue and mushy brain. Otto CDs. <laughs> 
Okay, so what do we got coming up in uh, today's stories then? Well, um, I have something for you. Mm. It's called Museum Without a Home. Right, and it's basically a traveling museum. It did start in Greece, um, and it is a. It's quite a. It's quite a sweet museum, really. It's uh, it's articles like regular everyday articles that have been donated, um, and these articles were from when the. How do I say this? You know how there was a hullabaloo in Europe with all the refugees that flooded in over yes, the last few yes, years. Yes, all the re- coming through from Syria. Yes, right. And so the Europeans, you know, some of them welcomed them, some of them didn't. Mm-hmm. And the ones who did welcome them, you know, they helped them out. They gave them stuff. And now this stuff, just everyday items, are now being put on display in a museum. And, you know, they have a, they have a little placard and it explains who it was given to and who it was given from. And so, for example... Okay, so these are not, this is not the government just handing out handouts, you know... No. Bulk packages it's, of all the same stuff in... It's basically a museum of kindness. Oh. So you'll have like... For so this example, is like, say for instance, you as an individual... Yeah. A, a Syrian refugee uh-huh. comes walking down the street or moves in next door or something or other, and you, and you just go away yeah. and give them stuff, and now the refugees have no longer used for it, so that they donate it to this museum. Okay. So, for example, um, there was a kettle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and it, and the caption on the kettle says, "Vaso lives and works in Konitsa. Mafira from Syria is being hosted in the same region. When the two women met, Vasa offered a water kettle to Mafira so she could easily heat water to wash her baby." Okay, and it's just—it's a whole collection of just everyday items I think with that, these beautiful uh, acts of kindness and little glimpses of love. I, I'm just sort of th- sitting here thinking, I think the museum would be really, really boring. No, except that, yeah. except for the captions. Yeah, it's well, the yes. stories. It's a museum yes. all about stories. Yes, exactly. Because I mean, who wants to go and see a kettle? I don't want to go and see a kettle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, but I do want to hear the stories about how people were yeah. welcomed and that and, and, there's and little, relationships there's little formed school and kids who like gave their favorite board games, and then you know they find out that you know it ends up in the hands of another little boy their age and this kind of stuff. But the question I want to hit you with, Lyle, mm. because when I read this, I was like, oh, that's so inspiring and so sweet, and it makes me want to do good stuff. Mm. But Matthew chapter 6, let me read you the first few verses. Mm -hmm. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, Uh sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy... Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Can you believe they actually used to play a trumpet, (laughs) blast a trumpet when they they made their donations back in the day? So what do you think, Lyle? Do you reckon this is an inspiring museum or do you think this is a bit of a tootie on their own horny kind of a thing? I think that it's an inspiring museum. You do? I think that if it was something where... I gave a whole bunch of stuff to some Syrian refugees and then when the Syrian refugees no longer needed it, they, they maybe they gave it back to me or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I set up a museum just to show how good I was. Mm-hmm. That would be tooting my own horn. Okay. But if those refugees no longer need that material and they're like, you know, this was a, such a positive experience for us coming to this new country. And so they're like, yeah, we're going to donate it along with the story to the museum. Then I think that's just an attitude of gratefulness on, on, on their part. They're just being grateful for the way that they were blessed and uh, were looked after and welcomed into a new country. Okay. Because it's very, very challenging, I think, for um, a country to take on refugees. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you've got people coming in from a very, very different culture, from a very different religious background that can create conflict uh, from an area where there is conflict. So you know that there's um, tension and hatred in this area. And it's like, who are we bringing in? And we have all of these fears in relationship to refugees. And some of those fears are well-founded because we do have you know, terrorists who sneak across the, t- across the border at times. But for the most part, we find they're just good, ordinary people like you and I mm-hmm. who've been caught up in desperate circumstances and have left home with nothing. Mm. And, you know, they can become your best mate living next door um, once you get to know them. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my 10 cents worth on that story. Well, it's a good 10 cents. I'll keep Excellent. it. I won't give you a refund. Great. Okay, <laughs> you want to hear my story? Yes, I do. Okay, so here's a story that we talked about some days, some weeks ago, where a treasure was found, buried treasure, in Cairns. Man, anytime someone says treasure, I get excited, it's but buried, go on. Buried treasure in Cairns, and so it was buried in uh, in the back of a cupboard. Uh, a, a tenant was moving into an apartment, and she was doing a, um, a thorough clean before she moved into this apartment, and found down behind a set of drawers a stash of diamonds. Ooh. And she took these diamonds to the police to find out, you know, whose are they? And it turns out that after more than four months of investigation, the police have found the rightful owner of the diamonds. Wow. Who was living overseas at this particular time and who had bought the diamonds home for valuation, Uh put them in the drawer. Obviously, they've fallen down the back somewhere on the line. Uh She thought they'd been stolen. Oh wow! And so she was. This was a gift from her father, uh-huh. uh, who had, had who had passed away, and so, and she was absolutely just, um, you know, devastated, gutted, devastated, yeah. totally yeah. devastated that this very special gift um, had been stolen. And seventeen years later, those diamonds turned up, and somebody turned them into the police, and the police were able to track down and find the rightful owners. About 40 other people tried to claim them, mind yeah, you. Yeah, I can imagine. There's a bit of a lineup of people like, yeah, yeah, we think those are ours. I'm not sure that I ever would have turned them over to the police, to be honest. It would have been a few hard days of deciding whether or not to do the right thing or whether or not to keep them. Okay, and this is the good thing about this story because it demonstrates that there are good people out there because these are worth a small fortune. Yeah. And somebody has been honest. Mm-hmm. And honesty really is, uh, is one of those things that does make our world go round. And, you know, the Bible says, thou shalt not steal. And we should always approach things in an honest way. And so often we hear such negative stories, you know, this has been stolen, that has been stolen, something else is, you know. We hear stories about theft, but here's the opposite of theft. Here's somebody doing the right thing to give something back. Well, that's a wonderful, uplifting story. We're going to have a quick break and we're going to listen to Faith from Scripture Lullabies. Please don't fall asleep. It seems like there's so much to hope for So many dreams I wish they all could come true
That was Scripture Lullabies bringing us the song Faith here on Faith FM. And we have another clue to our quiz question. Yes, let's do another clue. Who am I? So the first clue was, while in prison, I sent two men to Jesus to inquire if he really was the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And clue two, because I would not eat or drink like others did, the experts in the law said I had a demon. Ooh, Mm. interesting. Okay. Can you imagine all the people with different diets these days? Gluten-free, sugar-free. <laughs> You're all full of demons. No. <laughs> okay, so if you know the answer to our quiz, 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669 or simply send us a message on Facebook. And our quiz is up on up on the Facebook page, I take it? Yes, it so is. So you can read it right there and do a little bit of thinking over it and see if you can win yourself a Melissa Otto CD. Now, we also have this, um, okay, this challenge. What, what what on earth have you guys done to me? I can't believe I got so hyped. So those of you who tuned in yesterday. Humble, amazing. Just, and, uh, uh-huh. We have con We didn't con Lyle. We got him to agree. We did a story about um, cycling to work and an initiative that's started by a New Zealand company where they're paying their employees to cycle to work. And we thought we could maybe get our boss to agree to that. And instead our boss threw Lyle in. <laughs> and now good old Lyle will be cycling to work for charity. So if you want to see Lyle... Lyle cycle 31 kilometres from Allendale, which is out past Maitland, all the way into Wall's End uh, on the freeway. Please call up and donate. All donations will be going to Aboriginal Benefits Foundation. We are trying to reach $2,000. We've already had three callers yesterday. I'm looking forward to hearing some more people calling today. I don't know that I am, but yes, give us a call. Um, of course, this foundation <laughs> provides counselling, therapy and art activities for our Indigenous children, which is a wonderful thing. So we're happy to support them here on Faith FM. Now, we have a story coming up here about uh, a, oh, a breaking story about earthquakes because um, Papua New Guinea has just been rocked by a second earthquake. Oh, man. Um, so on the 26th of February, so just a couple of uh, weeks ago, they hit, they had a 7.5 that hit the highlands and killed over 100 people. Oh. Papua Guinea, New Guinea has now just been hit by a 7.1 earthquake, uh, which is 135 kilometers um, underwater east of Rabaul. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's interesting to see these big earthquakes hitting one after the other. And, of course, they the aftershocks of the first earthquake have not yet finished, have not yet subsided. They are still getting aftershocks. They still have large amounts of people that they have not been able to reach that are in desperate need of water and sanitation and food. Uh, there are um, several villages in, in the Papua New Guinea highlands where the villages are too scared to move because... There are so many landslides happening. They're 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 not they're not they're too afraid to go down the roads uh, because there's been people that have been moving, and then of course the landslides come and and people have been killed and so forth. And now they've just been hit by another seven point one earthquake, and it makes me stop and think about what the Bible says because the Bible says that you know in the last days there will be you know wars and rumors of wars mm. and famines and pestilences and earthquakes etc. And Mon, isn't there always earthquakes? Do you know what I was just about to say? I feel like every morning I wake up and there's another earthquake that's happened somewhere in some corner of the planet. And I just don't understand how people who don't 
know this prophecy aren't plagued with the question of what is happening to our world right now. I think part of the problem is that for you and I, we have grown up in a world where there are a lot of earthquakes. Mm. If you were living 100 years ago where there was nothing like as many earthquakes per year as what there are now, then, yeah, this this would be just mind-boggling news. Mm. But, you know, if you consider that up until the 19th century there were 2,119 recorded earthquakes um, and by the year 2004, we were having 3,000 every year. By 2016, we were having 3,090 per month. Mm. And between 2014 and 2015, we saw a 1,000 years worth of earthquakes oh in two years. Oh, my goodness. And so what this is telling us is this is a dramatic increase in the number of earthquakes that is hitting our world. You know, we we only hear about the big ones Mm. um, or the really big ones or the the close ones. ones. You know, if there was one up the coast somewhere and it hits four on the Richter scale here in Australia, that's a big earthquake. But Mm -mm. um, Jesus said, you know, that these would be signs of the times. And there's always been an earthquake. So it's like, well, what's what's the big deal about there? But an earthquake being a sign of the times. There was earthquakes in Jesus' day. There's earthquakes in our day. What's the difference? But he then went on to say that these earthquakes would be like birth pains or labor pains. And the thing you learn about labor pains is three things. Number one, when they begin, you can't go, yeah, I think I'll have this baby in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, Yeah, that's not (laughs) convenient now. No, no, it's a one-way path through pain to a huge blessing. Mm. That's the first thing about um, the signs. The second thing is that labor pains start off kind of far apart and get closer and closer and closer and closer together. And that's exactly what we are seeing with earthquakes in our world right now. Mm -hmm. So they get closer and closer and closer together. Then in uh, the other thing with uh, labor pains, of course, is that they start off kind of mild. And they get worse. More and more and more intense until you reach that amazing uh, blessed event. Now, you, yeah, like you just said, you know, birth pains does result in a beautiful baby being born. Yes. So if you're likening earthquakes to birth pains, what is the blessing at the end? Ah, the Bible calls it the blessed hope of the return of Jesus Christ. Ah. And so basically what Jesus says is, look, the earth, he says, is going to grow old and wear out like a piece of clothing. So, you know, you get, mm-hmm. you get your favorite shirt that you've worn forever. And it just starts to fall apart and it's just, you know, it's kind of sad. But there comes a point where it's just, it's done. Yeah, yeah. And our earth, the Bible says, will start to wear out like that. Mm -hmm. The earth will be kind of done and it's falling apart and there's earthquakes all over the place and all kinds of other turmoil that we could talk about. And Jesus says that when you see a dramatic increase of these things happening and when you see them all happening simultaneously, Know that he is coming back soon. Amen. And so we can be assured Jesus is coming soon. Really good news, eh? Yeah, that is good news. Scary news, but good news, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. One other quick story. Uh, have we got time for one more? Yeah, go on. Hit me okay, with Okay, so it. we have krill in the Southern Ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, little itty-bitty creatures that eat little itty-bitty things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they filter massive amounts of the ocean water. And they've just found that they eat a lot of microplastics and turn those microplastics into nanoplastics. So it's a way of like degrading them, biodegrading? Yes. And so it has its 
pluses and its minuses. So it's biodegrading the plastic, but then it's making it also smaller so that smaller animals eat it. And, and then it, they die. And then it continues through the food chain. Yeah, I'm not sure this is good news because, you know, we do we are concerned about all the plastic filling up the ocean, but it's like plastic bottles and plastic bags. And how is that small enough for krill to eat? I feel like if we wanted krill to digest the plastic, we would have to like would have to get all the plastic together and chop it down to tiny, tiny, tiny little pieces. And we've got to invest money into that. Why don't we just chop it into nano pieces while we're already there? Well, the Bible says that our earth will grow old and wear out and that, you know, ultimately God will destroy those who destroy the earth. So we have a planet to look after. Well, we are right back with an interview with David Stoichig. So stay tuned. We're just going to have a quick song break. Child 
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8, and 88 right across Australia. And we have our regular guest here, Pastor David Stojic, joining us. And last week you discussed an interesting, um, and we could say a very sobering report that came as a result of the National Church Life Survey a couple of years ago. That's correct, yeah. Uh, so this survey was completed by ministry and pastoral staff of churches and included 886 senior local church leaders who are from uh, uh, staff from churches from 13 different denominations across Australia. Right. So this is very comprehensive. Fairly comprehensive. Yeah, 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 this is really comprehensive stuff. Now, they identified some, um, some of the biggest needs within the church and also outside in local communities. Uh, the three biggest of these identified within the church were faith issues, mental health issues, and physical health issues. That's right. And then we had the community issues of mental health issues, uh, marital or partner relationship issues, and parenting issues. So this is this is your field here, David. This is this is your area of expertise. It is. Um, now it's very obvious that mental health issues are identified as uh, you know very prominent problems both in the local community and within the community of the faith, community of faith. Was it a surprise to you that we have the same problems in both? Well, yes, yes and no. As believers and Christians, we assume that believers have an advantage over those who do not subscribe to any faith. In fact, numerous studies, as I'm sure you would be aware of, um, have been done to confirm this very thing. Those uh, who believe in God regularly attend church, those who actively engage in worship services and enjoy the support of their local churches or congregations Mm -hmm. seem to be healthier than those who don't uh, have those things as a part of their life. Mm -hmm. So their immune system seems to be stronger and uh, if they they get sick, they recover faster. So Mm. due to their faith, Lyle, um, the believers seem to deal with grief and loss better than unbelievers uh, and they generally recover faster if they get depressed. So all this is evidenced by some solid research. And so nevertheless, uh, and that's, this is where I said I was surprised, mm. and, and yes and no. Nevertheless, church leaders have identified mental health issues as the second biggest pastoral uh, need in their local churches uh, and, and the first need in the community. So, you know, I, I must admit, being a Christian, having all the tools, so to say, all yeah, the fight, yeah. all the support, I, I'm surprised that, and I was surprised that that, um, that actually people, they would have identified this as prevalent in their local churches. Sure. So I guess that uh, you expected, you probably expected the, the situation to be different within the church as opposed to the general population. Were you surprised with church leaders' assessment of the needs in the community? I guess the answer is no, because you answered the previous question with a yes or no answer. <laughs> well, I probably need to clarify a few things regarding my, my previous answer. The fact that someone calls themselves a, um, a Christian or a believer does not automatically guarantee they will be disease or illness uh, free. Mm-hmm. Believers can get sick uh, um, as anybody else. Sure. They can get depressed and anxious, mm. and it is not necessarily an indicator of their spirituality. Uh, if they get sick or depressed, now, their depression and anxiety can be situational or, or chemical mm, or genetic. Mm, mm. And, and it, it is important that they seek and receive 
adequate medical or psychological, social, spiritual help and support. The lack, uh, the lack of it can, uh, according to Christian psychology, uh, clinical psychologist uh, Dr. Archibald Hart, cause guess what? spiritual paralysis so oh, wow. if people are yeah, yeah, if yep. people are constantly depressed and and anxious and um, if that is not addressed according to Archibald Hart mm. uh, this can cause uh, uh, th- this can have very adverse impact on people's spirituality so sure but some great men of God in the Bible like prophet Elijah suffered from what we called could call situational Depression. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, uh, after all, he faced off, you know, 450 prophets of Baal <laughs> all by himself. That's right. And then when he faced the threat of being executed by Queen Jezebel, he got scared, ran away, um, even wished he was dead. Uh, you know, had morbid thoughts. It's definitely a sign of depression happening here. That's right. Um, and so God, you know, we've got God intervened and encouraged him and met his needs. And Elijah, you know, he re- regained his his courage and his mental and spiritual health. How about people out there in the community? Um, I guess you were not surprised with the National Church Life Survey report on this? Uh, no, no, not at all. I wasn't. Uh, we have known for a while that this is a big problem in our, in our society. The Australian Bureau of Statistics uh, informs us that approximately one in eight men and one in six women suffer from depression and anxiety. Mm. Uh, we also know that around 45%, which is like about nearly 50% of our population, will have suffered from one or another form of mental health issues uh, or illness in, their, in, the, in, in, the, in the course of their life. So mental health issue is a big issue mm. in our society. So there is uh, one thing we must keep in mind, that according to the census, on the surveys, only about 15%, 15, one five, 15% mm-hmm, percent mm-hmm. of our population currently attends the church regularly. And when we say regularly, what they put in that bracket is even if somebody attends regularly once a month, it's considered as a regular attendance. Once a month, 12 times a year, that's a regular church attendance? That's right. But listen to this. This is significantly different. Mm. Uh, this is a significant decline from, say, 50, 60 years ago, mm-hmm. where nearly half of the population mm. regularly attended uh, do th- church. Do you think there's a correlation between the drop in church attendance and the increase in mental health diseases, especially you know, anxiety and depression? It is difficult, Lyle, uh, not to make the assumption that there would be, uh, there, there would have to be some correlation due to the factors that I have already mentioned mm. a bit earlier when I spoke about the links between faith uh, and church attendance and health. So if we don't have those resources, yeah. if we don't have that social support, yeah. if we don't have hope and meaning and purpose in life, mm-hmm. it's so much easier to basically uh, get depressed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. much easier, I believe. So there, there, there should be correlation there. Now, David, you as both a pastor and a counsellor, um, you obviously believe that there is a link between faith in God and our health. Yeah. How can we help the people in our community who are rather sceptical about religion and yet they desperately need help and support? I mean, depression is the leading cause of disability in society and the Western world in general. And... Um, the health system. Yeah, the health system is getting overwhelmed with you know just so many people, increasing number of people who are suffering from mental health issues. Does the church have a role in helping people with these issues, or should we live with it? Should we should we leave it to the medical and mental health specialists and focus exclusively on spiritual issues? Uh, Lyle, uh, you're asking a question about I'm 
uh, about which I'm very passionate. I believe. Yeah, I can tell. I know you are. This is this is this is why I went here. I'm like, this is this is David's passion right That's here. Right. And it's one of the things I really appreciate about your ministry is that you really focus in on these yeah. issues. I believe this question is a very important one, and I'll be happy to share with you and with our listeners some of my thoughts uh, on it. First and foremost, we need to look at health holistically. Mm-hmm. We cannot say depression and anxiety are not spiritual issues, and we should leave it to other professionals to deal uh, with that. Uh, we are complex. Multi- In fact, yeah. I would say this gives the church an advantage because we can minister at the spiritual level uh, absolutely. where others in the community can't, and often not even allowed to. Absolutely. So, so we, uh, the reason for that is we are complex, multi dimensional beings we are Mm. physical social mental and spiritual beings and what happens in one dimension affects the other dimensions as people of faith we we teach people to be and i use this phrase this is not very common but but it's 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 there Uh, we teach people to be spiritually intelligent Mm. which implies knowing who you are identity you know it's a question of identity or Mm -hmm, mm self-worth who you are uh, why you are here it's a question of meaning, your values, your principles, and, 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 and the basis of hope that goes beyond this life. So it is hard to argue that these things will not have an impact on how we deal with issues of life that cause mental health problems. And this is one of the things that I know, you know I've, I've experienced in my own life, an understanding that I'm a child of God. That's right. An understanding that you know, the ruler and creator of the universe That's right. was prepared to give his life that's for right. me, I mean, you know, the most valuable—the most valuable thing in the in the universe is life. There's nothing more valuable than life. That's there is right. nothing more valuable than the life of God. That's right. And He was prepared to to give it for you and I. That's you right. Know. So that's that question of identity, yeah. self worth, which actually the depression and anxiety strike at the very core of these these things mm-hmm. and the purpose and meaning in life. We'll be back with more with David in a moment, just after this.
Welcome back. We're continuing on with David Storjic, one of our regulars here. Actually, it's been a while since you and I have been on the show. I'm glad to be back on with you, David. Great to be here with you, uh, Lyle, and I'm usually with Adele. Yeah. But uh, it's been a few months now yeah. since we, since you actually were communicating and talking with me here in this context. No, it's good to, it's good to be back together again. Now, we were talking about before we went to the break um, how that the church very much has a role to play in the mental health issues that um, that we're facing. Yes. Um, and this brings to mind a text from Scripture that speaks about the beauty and the complexity of human nature. Um, and this comes from Psalms 139, verse 14, where David says this, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that... My soul knows very well. Mm, what a beautiful text, one of my favorites. Mm. And so whatever the world does out there, we must not exclude the spiritual dimension from, uh, from, and, uh, fr- you know, from um, the way we're helping people. Sure. And, and, uh, um, which really that spiritual dimension is about connecting uh, with, with, with the source of life, with the source of love, with the source of purpose and meaning. Where our, um, the source of where our life originally came from. That's right, which is, which is God himself. Mm. Now, um, <clears throat> very much so. What other practical help can we as Christians offer to someone who is suffering from depression and anxiety? Which seem to be, you know, the most prominent forms of mental health disease. So, okay. specifically, depression and anxiety. Okay, so the the the, the biopsychosocial uh, model. Yeah, that's a big word. <laughs> biopsychosocial model of healing that I believe is endorsed uh, by the health profession in our country promotes it, promotes the treatment that includes the, uh, and as the name implies a multifaceted approach to healing, including biological treatment, okay. which is like, you know, medication, uh-huh. uh, psychological treatment, which is counseling, yeah. uh, social treatment, which is social support, and lifestyle treatment, which, is, which implies change, positive change in lifestyle. So, unfortunately, spiritual treatment is missing, missing in this model, in spite of the fact that the psychology recognizes the benefits of the so-called spiritual therapies. And if, I could just, that. if I could just butt in and comment there for yeah. a moment, because there, um, I've spoken to people who are working in the counselling field at That's times right. and working for the government and so forth, and they've communicated to me that the spiritual aspect is something they know, they understand its importance, but they're not allowed to go there. There's some, some restrictions uh, there, whereas church people... Obviously, yeah. can go there. But that's a that's a, that, yeah. that's 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 a fantastic question. I think our listeners probably would would, would appreciate to, to to you know maybe if you elaborated on it a bit. Um, Counseling, uh, uh, you know, in psychology, they, they recognize that the, the, the important resource that spirituality is mm-hmm. uh, in the counseling yeah. uh, session out there in the world. If if um, if uh, if um, a counselee uh, brings the question of faith. Uh, then, then the counselor is allowed to actually right. to, 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 to talk about that and say, okay, that is helping you, fantastic. We, uh, as, as, as church organization, uh, we can freely talk about that. We, we can initiate it. We can initiate that. Uh, we don't want to impose upon people, but we can, we can certainly point very, that, that it is part of the holistic health. Yeah, and sure. as Dr. Nedley says, it's interesting because I, 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 I kind of use his programs you know, to help the community. Sure. He says the, the, the healing process that, that omits or, or, or leaves out the spirituality 
is actually incomplete. Yeah. So it's very, very important to, 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 to remember that spirituality is a huge and very important uh, aspect of our life that we can, that we can um, help people with and, and that can provide purpose and meaning uh, mm, mm. and really help with depression and anxiety. Yeah. Okay, so um, there are many wonderful promises in the, in, in the Scripture that can strengthen those who are going through emotional and physical pain. I love this one here in Revelation chapter 21. Revelation is like one of my favorite books of the Bible. <laughs> my regular listeners will know that I love the book of Revelation. You're a specialist in that. <laughs> so you got a question on Revelation, just give us a call. But uh, in verse 21, sorry, chapter 21 and verse 1, it says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first, first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle or the living place of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. What an incredible promise right there. You know, uh, I know that you run a number of seminars and I, I run them that were directly spiritual, like, like sure, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. De- dealing with, with this text. Uh-huh. And I, I, I have... Um, See, this text is talking about the new world order. Yes. <laughs> this is the real new world order right here. This is the order that, that basically uh, uh, we are looking forward to, yeah. where there won't be any more pain and suffering. And, and I, I you know, there's an interesting that. thing right in the middle of this passage right yeah. here, um, this, this one here where it says, um, um, you know, I heard a loud voice from heaven, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. This is just a, a, a little sneak part of my um, testimony when I first gave my heart to God when I was 15 years old this was my favorite verse right here wow and it was just like yeah. this is something to look forward to yeah. you know a time when God is living right yeah. here amongst yeah. us but I, I inter- interrupted what you were saying no there, no David. no, no. Sorry I, I, I love it I love it and yeah. I'm passionate equally about that because it's a beautiful text yeah but let's just come back in the meantime yeah yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> because that's what we're looking forward yeah uh, but in the meantime what I love, uh, Lyle, is that God is with us, even as we walk through the darkest valley of uh, valleys of life. And you know, the Bible uses this poetic kind of. Uh, so God uh, isn't just saying, "Hey, you got a great future. Sorry right. about now." That's right. He's like, "No, I'm here with you right that's now." That's right. He yeah. says, "I'm your shepherd. Even you know, my rod and my staff is with you. Even though the walk, you walk down the valley of the shadow of death." So God says, "God is not just transcendent mm. out there with 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 a carrot and saying, look, uh, you know, be a good boy or girl, you know.' Um, but in the future, I'm going to give it give 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 this to you. I mean, that mm-hmm. that is reality. Oh yeah, but for sure. God says. Listen, as you go to this valley of the shadow of death, I'm with you. And when you think about that, you know, God offers us eternity. That's right. And in eternity, the 70 odd years that we average here on this earth is pretty short, really. That's right. And and you think, well, you know, God could say, hey, you know, you just just, just wait for that bit to be over. But He doesn't. He's like, yeah, that little bit there, right there, that, 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 it'll feel like a second, you know, of time in eternity. But I want to share that with you. That's right. 
That's right. And, and, and one of my favorite texts, you know, one of my favorite promises of Jesus is uh, in, in, in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28 and verse 20, one of his parting promises, he says, And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like, if we have that assurance and, and knowledge and awareness that he is with us, even when we are, go- when we are going through something very, very difficult and hard, mm. Mm. Wouldn't that lift a bit of depression it does. and anxiety from it your, does. from I your can, life? I can share from my own testimony, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Now, David, um, we're waiting for Jesus to come, and you and a few other people are regularly running an eight-week depression and anxiety recovery program. Tell us about that. So while we are waiting for yes, while we're waiting for him to come, <laughs> while we're waiting for him to come, we need to help people out there who, who, who are suffering, and, and so we run we run uh, depression and anxiety re- recovery programs. Just basically, I've just come from the from the Warburg Community Center where we have run our third out of eight sessions. Fantastic, uh, you know, uh, which is which is uh, which runs on on Mondays from uh, from. Um, at 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock every Monday for uh-huh. eight weeks. And then also on Wednesdays, we repeat the same program for people who cannot come to the day, but they can come in the evening. Uh, and so Wednesdays, uh, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And, and this program, I mentioned his name, has been developed uh, by Dr. Neil Nedley. And it's a very, very successful program. If people follow the, the instructions from the program, the success rate is about 90% uh, because it's very holistic in yeah. how it approaches. About 90% of people experience very significant change for better in their life. Mm-hmm. So how do, we, how do we find out about the program? So, okay, the p- people can just call me on 0412-851-310. Mm-hmm. They can visit our website, which is www number four thelivingorgau mm-hmm. or they simply can call Faith simply call us right here at Faith FM we would love to pass you on to David right here in the Newcastle area where we are transmitting from David it's always great to have you come into the studio and we look forward to your next visit as always thank you As the parched longs for rain, my soul thirsts for you. Do not turn me away, Lord. I'm reaching out for you. I'm longing for you. Hear my prayer.